Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Uh, instead of a quote of the day today, we're coming in with Kevin on mute with a soft smile and a peace sign because he's been teaching me now that that's what the dope kids are doing. It's the, the peace sign with the soft smile and he's been practicing it all weekend. It's been hilarious guys. Kelsey, I know you were the recipient of a photo that he urged me to send you on Saturday. He's nailing it. He's getting really, really good. Oh my. So everybody, Kevin is, uh, muted on his recliner with his poodle in the kitchen, taking notes on the episode while uh, Kelsey and I and Pooj actually engage in the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) He would beg to differ. He would beg to differ. He's doing the hard work, but uh, happy to be with you guys today Um, and excited to talk about something that it's funny. Kevin and I had a very peaceful weekend and um and we just, you know, we walked to the local bagel shop and got some coffee and just were chatting. And every time I would say something, it's like, that's something you need to talk about in the show. And so then I would, you know, <laughs> throw it in the Slack that thank you, Jenna Kutcher, for teaching us about Slack and be like, guys, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. So, um, by the way, did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, no, it was mine was also very relaxing. It was good. Saw yeah. friends that I haven't seen in a minute. Um, and then slept and watched some euphoria, which was amazing. Yeah. I, um, I always say that first weekend back from break, you have to rest. And Pooja, I know that I gave you that little tidbit of advice this weekend, because mm-hmm. I can tell you were tired this week, having traveled and been with family. It's exhausting. I always say mm-hmm. when, when you go on vacation, come home early so you can reacclimate. Like when we went to Italy, we get got home. I think it was two days before we had to like get back into it so that we could reacclimate yeah. to life. 
because you can't get home the night before or even the afternoon before and think you're going to be on track the next day. And then after that, it's the pile on because what happens is you get in, you're exhausted, you start fucking up. Then you get mad that you get corrected. Not saying you, Pooja, I'm saying just in general. And then the, the domino effect happens and you just keep fucking up and then shit just keeps getting messed up. And then you get so frustrated that you want to just go party with your friends and then the ha- <laughs> shit gets worse and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And so I always tell people like, come back from vacation early. Mm-hmm. Um, holidays are, you know, the same thing, you know, I'm calling all of it vacation, but you got to rest. And I know that the one thing I did do well well, I mean, not the one thing, but one thing I'm really proud of myself for is that I didn't have FOMO. I don't think FOMO was created till recently <laughs> though. <laughs> um, I didn't, well, Kevin could argue I've had FOMO in life, but I also just very, was very focused on, I work really hard and I'm going to sleep really hard <laughs> because a social life wasn't going to get me ahead in my career. It was only going to hold me back. And there was a pivotal moment. I remember when Friends wanted to come visit, you know, when you live in LA, everyone wants to come visit. It's like, oh my God, you're on vacation all the time. And I remember having to tell some friends back in the day when I first moved here, I'm like, this is not vacation. I'm working. This is, this is not what you think. I can't just, you know, do that. And I can't just be picking you guys up at the airport and, and, you know, doing all these things. It's not like that. Um, so I know that, I took every waking second I could to, to rest and recalibrate because my goal was to win. My goal wasn't to have everything because you can't really have everything. Mm-mm. You're going to have a little of everything. I wanted a lot of one big thing and that was succeeding. So anyway, that's just a side note, but we did have a really peaceful, quiet, beautiful weekend. Um, and there were a couple of things that I was talking about to Kevin that he was like, you have to talk about this on the show. So the one big thing that I wanted to talk about today. And, um, you know, we're all here growing. We're trying to make positive changes here on this show. We're in process of change as a heel squad together. And we talk a lot about losing toxic people as a part of, uh, you know, distancing ourselves and, you know, cutting out kind of those people from your life But what happens after you've cut them out of your life, or maybe you've distanced yourself, let's stick with distanced yourself. How do they react? How do they respond? Um, I had a friend recently, well, in the last two years would complain to me a lot about uh, their friend circle and how they were getting increasingly nasty, increasingly, um, you know, sending pot shots and resentment and, you know, didn't realize the jealousy level that was really kind of happening is this person was ascending and their friends weren't. And so what happens when you're ascending is they want to grab onto you and pull you right back down. As Kevin sometimes says, you know, the person on the bar stool wants you on the bar stool next to them. <laughs> they don't want you out and winning. They need Growing, you yeah. with you. Yeah. And so it took a long time for me to coach this person through this because they didn't want to appear like they were the one losing friends all the time, changing friends. That's a big thing, right? We all put so much value on, I've had my friends forever and ever. 
And that's great if that's the case and it's still working for you. I mean, Alyssa and I have been friends for 8 billion years. (laughs) Um, But, you know, your character isn't always just measured by who you keep around. And sometimes we get tied to that. So I kept saying, you know, I know who you are and I see what's happening so clearly. You're just letting your fears stop you from making any um, any decisions because you're afraid of looking like that person that cuts people out. You're afraid of losing friends. You're afraid of being alone. There's so many elements at play. And I said, but if you if you do this right, <laughs> I said, you're going to have the opposite reaction. And they were like, what are you talking about? I said, if you slowly, now I am not somebody who just, you know, there are different things, different ways to handle this, right? Distancing yourself, cutting off, there are moments for everything, but there's this other distancing thing that really works sometimes. And And I said, you know, I can just tell that these people are just so jealous and insecure. And they were the ones that want to be the big shots in in your life. And now you're becoming a big shot and they don't know their place anymore. So I said, I am telling you, I would bet my right arm if you just start distancing yourself, stop calling as much, stop being available as much stop being desperate to hang out so much. You're going to see a shift at some point. And I promise you, they're going to start kissing your ass. It's going to go the other way. And I said, I just, I know it's really scary. Creating your boundaries, setting your boundaries is really scary. I said, but they're gonna, they're gonna come around. I bet you anything in the world they're going to come around and kick your, kiss your ass. I said, I might be wrong, but I've had enough experience in life now to see. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to tell you what happened. <laughs> what a tease, what a tease. All right, we're back. Uh, so I was right. <laughs> My friend distanced uh, themselves from all of these friends Um, didn't cut ties completely, but really, really distanced. And they would come back like, how come we don't see you anymore? How come, you know, you're not around anymore? I I don't understand why are, why aren't we hanging out as much? And oh, I'm just super busy and blah, 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 which was the truth. The truth was my friend was working so hard to please them that in his crevice of time or his morsel of moments would make time to please them. Instead, started putting that time into working out, being healthy, focusing on themselves, um, and and getting better themselves and realizing, why am I tolerating this? Why do I think this is an actual friendship anymore? What, what am I getting but headaches and um, them lowering my self-esteem and making me feel bad as a person? when all you're doing is giving and bringing, you know, light. So little by little by little by little, I said, hey, how's it been going? Oh my God, it's completely changed. I said, they're kissing your ass, aren't they? Yeah, 
Oh my God, it's unbelievable. Okay. So the roles reversed. And there are many theories as to how that happens. One, I think that we've been in those moments where we've had people that were super close to us that couldn't handle our succeeding, right? Again, we're ascending. They're not. They were the ones who were the, you know, let's say wealthy ones or successful ones or powerful ones or had more than you. Maybe they had the two bedroom, not the one bedroom, whatever it is. They were the big shot. And then when they're not anymore, and you didn't say anything, you just are being, they feel it and they can't handle it. So it's happened to us enough for us to see. Um, there are definitely those few who are stubborn and just won't stay. And I just say, thank you, God, for you know the blessing in disguise, because I don't want that energy around me. And so um, I'm always curious, like, I, I can't believe they would like <laughs> mess up a good thing. But um but I think that they eventually start to look at themselves and say, oh, I have this really good person in my life and they're flying and I can either sit here and be miserable or I can fly with them or I can try to get a little of their, you know, time and attention and light. And then they start to realize, oh, I, I can't force my way into being the big shot anymore. And they find their place. And so recently, recently, my friend was saying how one of their friends um, is just a totally different person, got therapy and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, that's great. You think it was the therapy? And you think this person has changed? Yeah. I said, hmm. I think what you're missing is that it was you. It was all you. You changed. You set your boundaries. This person adjusted her behavior to meet your boundaries. It's not that they changed. They had no choice but to adjust their behavior around you. And so I think we can take another quick break. When we come back, I want to know... What you guys think, do you think people can change that quickly, let's say in like a year's time span or, or not? Um, or can they just adjust? And is that enough for you to spend your time with them? Um, but yeah, my, uh, my firm belief is that they might be on the road to change. They haven't changed yet. It's you that changed and they're forced to change with you. We'll be right back. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but 
It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. All right, we are back. Uh, Kevin reminded me that what really, really resonated with him about this chat was that he adjusted his behavior to my friend's changes, right? So this person merely adjusted, they didn't change. They just adjusted their behavior um, to my friend's changes. And, and I think that's a big, um, a big thing to understand because they can lure you back in. They can, they can masquerade for a little bit of time to suck you back in and then pull you back into what makes them feel comfortable. I'm the big shot. I'm in charge. I'm the alpha, whatever it is. And then you find yourself back in the cycle and it's hard sometimes to even remember or to realize what happened until it's really, really bad. And you're in therapy. I mean, (laughs) it's amazing to hear how many, how many hours of therapy people spend talking about their friends or their family when all they have to do is set the boundary and not be afraid. So yeah, you just, the thing is, is you don't want to get sucked back in. So you have to hold that boundary and know that they've adjusted. They haven't necessarily changed. Change will take a very long, long, long time to see uh, if it's truly happened or not. And, um, and so it's, it's not getting tempted to start hanging out with that person every day again. And, uh, and you know, it's really hard. It's hard to set those boundaries, but I'm telling you, if it's like this example where you're starting to do well, you know, they're just so jealous and, um, and it's just, it's hard. It's really bad energy for you to be around. It's only going to hold you down, especially if you care so much about what people think. Um, but if you're ascending, they want to rip you right down because they aren't going to feel comfortable because as we're all changing and growing, and I know I said this at the top of the show here, you know, on better together and this heel squad, we're committed to growing and what's going to keep happening as you're growing and as you're changing is you're going to encounter as there's a quote, mediocre minds, um, great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. And so sometimes it's, you don't have to look at it so quite literally, right? It's not that your friend is mediocre in their mind, right? But as you're ascending, the people who are jealous are jealous because they aren't willing to put the work in to do this themselves. They see you changing. They either don't know how you're doing it they're too lazy to do it. They don't know that they think they need to do it. Whatever it is, they're just, they're jealous and they want what you have. They just don't want to do the work to have it. And so that's why they have to rip you down. And um, they'll do that in any way that they can until they get you on the bar stool next to them. So um, I think that's why Kevin was so kind of like, you got to talk about this because it's really easy to think that people have made those changes in like a a real official way. And change is hard. I know Kevin's really good at changing. Um, I have a harder time sometimes with certain things. I'm 
probably never going to be good at doing the dishes. What? Kidding. But um, is any of this connecting? I know, Kelsey, you're nodding your head a lot and it's probably because you've dealt with this a lot. Yeah, Maria, this like massively resonates with me because I think something that really was my new year's, not necessarily resolution, but just something I wanted to be more aware of was, was friendships and how available I am that I'm taking notes while you're talking. That was one of my main things that stood out to me, how available I am. And then I feel like I get, I get nothing in return. And I think it's because like you just said, I make myself so available, so available to these people that, and then I also give them too much credit, right? I fully, I don't think people can fully change, but I think they can evolve. And so I'm always like hopeful that my friends are like evolving and growing with me and getting better. But now you two have made me aware. It's like, honey, where are we putting our energy? Who's giving you energy? Who's taking your energy? So I don't know. I really like this idea of that person adjusting to you and giving and allowing the space to see that, to see if they are going to adjust or if they're not, because I've had a couple of people that I've, you know, distanced myself from who have come crawling back, but I'm aware enough now that I'm like, no, you're just adjusting to me. You're trying to get back on the inner circle, but you didn't really like, I don't really need that, you know? So I think it's, I don't know. There's a lot of good nugget, a lot of good nuggets in what you were just saying. But I think for me, really the one major thing I took away was I wrote, I think people evolve, not change. No, they adjust to your change, but still, but you still have to protect your energy. So yeah, I don't know. A lot of it's really really making sense to me. Well, yeah. And I don't think you have to be so hard on the friends that you distance yourself from. Right. Mm. Because the whole point is we want to live harmoniously. Right. And we want people to, to know your boundaries, know Mm -hmm. our boundaries. And so that's why we set them. Um, and then you give them the opportunity to respect them, but the point is, is not reopening the boundaries and allowing (laughs) the floodgates to open so that they can go back to their old ways and take advantage of you or hurt you. And only you're going to know the levels that you were at before and what you have to be careful of, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to know how bad a situation was for you and how, you know, there are the times you have to completely just cut off. Um, there are the things that you just really won't tolerate. Um, but you know, if you think that there is a good enough person in there and they just, they went astray and, um, and they made some bad choices. I mean, we're not here to just, you know, say off with your head to everybody. Um, it's, it's you being able to stand up for yourself and say, this is what I'll, this is what I want and what I don't want in my life. And if you can respect those boundaries, you can be a part of it. Definitely. I think it's, it's more of that. It's just not getting bamboozled where you think, oh, they're amazing. They've changed. Now we can be besties all over again. It's like, yeah, you're probably going to head for the same direction you were in. Yep. Um, And then that really, you know, for just a way of in it, what stinks about that is you've done all this work. You've made all these accomplishments. mm. You're kicking butt in like all the areas of your life. And then now the mask falls off them, as they say, Mm. the, the, the little faux mask that they've put on. And now you just, you're just going to, you know, fall three or four levels down back on the ladder mm-hmm. after all the work you did. So I think what really moved me is when you said, 
you know, you're doing all this work to change. And unless the same person's really doing all the same work, which 99% of the time they're not because they're on a different journey. Mm-hmm. But what they'll do is they'll adjust to your changes, but that doesn't mean they've changed. Now that's okay because now they're not being toxic. They've adjusted. I just think that you have to be aware. You don't have to be paranoid, but I just think you have to be aware and keep healthy boundaries mm-hmm. because they have not actually changed. They've merely just adjusted. And then sometimes when you know who they are, then that helps too. Like, okay, I know that's what I expect of Frank. Mm-hmm. I know who Frank is. And you know yeah. what you're getting into. You know when you can right. spend your time right. with them and when you can't. You know what you will. There's certain people like I will never go on vacation with. <laughs> but I know that this is a no, good Because you person. know. Right. I know Maria, what, person what, and I know that they have a place in my life, but there are certain things that just will never happen again. Or I, I think what the, the problem is, is when you think they've changed, that that in the face again <laughs> that's that's yes. what happens that's yes. what happens and so i think and it's I, just like you know no nope, they've learned to adjust they've learned to behave i know who they are and now i'm not disappointed mm-hmm. when that mask comes all on or off because i knew exactly i'm not disappointed no, no no that's who you are and i knew that put your mask back on and behave, <laughs> behave. or you're not even going to have whatever proximity i've granted you. and i think too we let people in at least like speaking for me right now where i feel like I don't know if you felt like this, Maria, but like 27 is right. You're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really becoming an adult. And I feel like I'm having to reevaluate everyone in my life, like friends, so many people, and then it gets lonely. So then you let people back in because you're lonely. And I'm like, shit, why did I do that? You know, that happens at every age. So, you know, (sighs) the loneliness thing, because the loneliness is going to come with growth. You want to, if you want to succeed in life, you want to grow in life. It's going to be lonely guys. Get ready. It sucks. I've had many a nights of tears. Um, it's really, really hard. But as I told my friend, I'm like, you know, you got to really look at what is really the truth in situations, right? Are you really the person who just loses friends? Um, then you evaluate. And I was able to say, no, you have every friend you've pretty much ever had, um, for the most part, and all of these people absolutely adore you and love you. Um, if Alyssa, who, again, we've been friends for like three decades, right? If Alyssa started being an asshole and started being jealous and nasty to me and put me down and, you know, anything like that, I'd have to have a real talk with her and just say, listen, like, this isn't going to work. Like, I can't have this. And she would either adjust or she wouldn't. And I would give her that opportunity, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but you know, the point is, is you wanna you wanna be where you're celebrated, not tolerated, right? You don't want to have a group of friends that are just tolerating you or, you know, are just going out with you to go out with you. You want people who are adding to your life and like have, you know, as great a vision for your future as you have or more, expect more. You know, Tony Robbins has said, your success is, and I'm going to botch his quote, is directly related to the expectations of your peer group. What do your peers, the people you're spending the most time with, expect of you, right? It's really easy to have people around you that don't expect anything of you and then you don't have to do anything. When you could get Kevin and Maria around you pushing you and mm-hmm. and and literally like, Come on, let's go. You can do it. You can go to the next level. You can grow. 
And I'm, I'm using us as an example only because you see us, but we have people like that in our lives. Like I, I remember, I don't want to name names because it like ends up being a celebrity drop, but I have people who are like, you could be president. You could be this, you could be that. And I was like, wow, that's mm-hmm. what these people think of me. That's so cool. And then if I go back to other people, they would treat me like I was a 15 year old, you know, from Medford who just got lucky. Yeah. And so, you know, who you keep company with is really important. And I've watched friends almost lose their entire futures based on the depression and the sadness that comes with their friends knocking them down, trying to bring them to the level. And I said, you're at that place where you're just about to be on the bar stool next to them and you're throwing everything away just so that they will like you, just so that you won't have to deal with the pain of potentially walking away from these relationships, just so you don't have to deal with the pain of maybe being lonely and having to create new friends to hang out with every day. Because when you have that 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 friend group that you just are comfortable with and you hang out with every day, it's gonna suck balls to be alone and not have it. Even if they do suck, even if they are nasty. I said, you're about to lose everything because it's weighing you down so much. You're spending so much in therapy. You're exhausted, you're miserable. All you have to do, it took a long time, guys, a lot of coaching. And finally it happened. (laughs) And this person has only soared higher in their career, only done better, only gotten healthier, only gotten better in every way. It just was having the courage to finally do it and to say, I choose me. I don't choose this anymore. Oof, I choose me. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I made a list. I think I told you this, Maria of my, um, literally everyone in my life who I considered a friend 
and wrote down how I felt like this was for the new year, wrote down how I felt with them and then wrote who I will now be giving my energy to in the new year, because I'm someone that I make myself incredibly available. And I have had chats with my therapist where I'm like, I feel like, obviously I know people care about me. This is me being dramatic, but I'm like, I feel like I don't have anyone who really like cares for me. And she was like, no, you do. You're giving it to the wrong people though. And expecting it of the wrong people. And I'm like, (gasps) Stephanie, absolutely not. Okay. To say no, she, but she's so right. She's so right. And so that was one of the things. What What was the Stephanie thing? I said, Stephanie, she's, that's my therapist's name. I was like, (gasps) yeah. So I was like, you're so right though. And that was a big punch to the gut for me. So I made that list for my new year and I go back to it and I look at it back to it for a second. Yeah. Think of your statement to your therapist. I feel like I don't have anyone who cares about me. (laughs) Hold on. How many people on this zoom right now care about you? And no, I I know, I know, I know rebuttals, but I said I was being dramatic. Exactly. But everyone does it. So I'm pointing it out. I'm using an example. It's good. I've done it. Do you know, I remember having a conversation with my makeup artist, Nicole, back in the day, mm-hmm. um, my makeup artist for forever. She still is. And sometimes I would get so lonely. Yeah. She's like, Maria, you have so many people who love you. And I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> she starts to list out. She's like, you're so beloved. She's like, everyone loves you. And she'd go through the list. I'm like, oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> She was like my therapist. Um, and so the same thing is, yeah, yeah. you do. Uh, Pooja hates you, but that's a different story. Me, right. That's just a whole I different do. thing. I do you. Hate you. And, and we show you how much we care with the amount of yeah. time we give you yeah. to help you on your track in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Your mom and dad care about you. You have so many people <laughs> that care about you. So you got to be careful, everyone listening, to, you know, you can throw your pity party for a second, maybe a minute right? We all do it. I had a pity party when we got COVID and we weren't able to go on our trip at Christmas. And then what? Very quickly I shifted. and I was like, okay, this is going to be amazing. This was the best thing that happened to us. And I'm going to fight this. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to get past it. And we're going to be good. Um, pity parties. I get it. We do it, but you got to move on quick and you got to tell your, ask yourself, is this really true? Dr. Amen, go back and listen to the episodes um, world-renowned um, psychiatrist and and brain expert, brain, yeah. and he said something when me and Kevin were in his office. It really, really stuck with me. He said, "Is this statement one hundred percent true?" If you ask yourself that every time, am I going to now not have any friends? Is it one hundred percent true? Well, no. Am I going to be lonely? Well, yeah, but I can I can fix that. That's something I can fix. You know, do I have, nobody cares about me. I think that's going to be pretty hard for anyone to say is true. Even the girl in high town had her fisherman, you know, colleague who cared enough about her. Sorry. We're obsessed with this new show, high town. Oh, that- I was like, what? <laughs> it's called high town on stars. And she's this like addict who, you know, has a thing. And this guy who works with her, like cared so much about her. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love him because he loves her so much. And he's not even oh. family. So, um, and by the way, uh, your family is what you make of it, right? You make your family. Um, don't I don't get bamboozled by this whole blood sticker than water, you know, <laughs> families forever, and all the happy horse shit because I've seen it, and it's not. I've had friends, I've had strangers be there more for me than some family. So at the end of the day, you make your family. 
So if your family has to be distanced, if, if anything like that has to happen, you're not alone. I've had to do it. Kevin's had to do it. It's extremely painful, but we're better for it. And so, um, you know, no one's telling us just because we were in the same bloodline that somehow we're supposed to have allegiance to people that we would never be friends with in real life. I would say if I would never be, would I be friends with this person in my family? If I met them on the street, if I met them on the street, would I choose to hang out with them? If the answer is no, then it's okay. You don't have to be close with that person. Yep. <laughs> yep. I always liked the, you can love them, but you don't need to like them. They're your family. Cool. But you don't need to like them. You don't need to. And I think that like, I'm very blessed to have a family that, you know, I do really like them all, but I have my things with each and every one of them. And one of them in particular is in this category of I am rising and it's like, all right, are you going to come along or are you going to not? And if you choose not to, then I'm sorry, I can't give you all my attention and be so available for you. So I, I agree, Maria. Who gave you that advice a year and a half ago? And I said, you two Queens, if you set your boundaries, this person is going to adjust to you. Mm -hmm. Was I not right? You were very right. And the only thing that's going to make it shaky is if you get shaky. Right. And you go back and you, yep. And you think, oh my God, now it's going to be perfect. Now we're going to be great. You nope. drop that boundary, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's on you. That's when it's going to get shaky. Yeah. But if you hold your line as in Game of Thrones, Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. He was saying, hold the door, <laughs> right? You got to hold the door. Yeah. You hold the door, you can have a harmonious experience with somebody that is challenging because they will adjust to you. That's what boundaries are all about is having people understand how you want to be treated and how you want to be handled. And then if they go somewhere else and they act some different way with somebody else, that's on them and that person. It's not on you. Yep. Ouch. Any thoughts? Yeah, I I mean all of this is obviously so helpful. I feel like a little baby <laughs> like coming into the world and so I always am trying to soak up as much as I can, but I love the part where you said like, you don't have to just cut them out. Like you can just know where they, like what place they hold in your life. I feel like that's always hard, especially if you're like already like kind of like you feel guilty about stuff where you're like, I don't want to just cut them out. Like, you know, like I've known them for a long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of it. Like the guilt is Mm -hmm. probably one of the hardest, you know, steps to overcome. But like you said, you don't have to just cut them out. It's not about just like chopping off their heads. You just have to like, remember, okay, this is how you are. I'm not going to expect you to give me this stuff. And, um, I think it was Devon Franklin. He talked about expectations on the show and he was saying like expectations really are like the key to unhappiness. Like, you know, when you have these high expectations for people and they don't follow through or like, you feel like you would give more to them, like you, you get upset. And so if you know how this person is and you don't want to cut them out of your life, but you can just remember in the back of your head, I'm not going to expect you to give me whatever it is. At least that's a little bit easier, you know, at least you're not letting yourself get set up for disappointment. So that's my biggest takeaway from this, I would say. Yeah. As long as you don't allow the guilt to keep people around that are holding you down, hurting you and hurting you isn't so obvious. Sometimes it's the little chips away at your self-esteem. Mm. 
the little chips away at what your dreams are, what direction you're going in. It's the little chips of, oh, she's too good for us now. She's so busy. Mm -hmm. Oh, you forget the little people now. All of that. Those are the people that you really don't want to be around. Right. Mm -hmm. And no level of guilt should keep them around you. And you're going to be facing that. And you probably already are even just talking about the guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, it's not healthy for you. It's healthy for you to learn how to deal with them and set the boundary and, and distance yourself. Right. Because you're going to encounter a lot of seedy people. You're going to have to like figure out maneuver around whatever, um, you know, there is that thing and that's a little weird where it's like, everyone's now like, Oh my God, I got to distance myself. I got to like, I can only keep positive people in my life and self-care yes. <laughs> self-care every day. Um, it, you gotta know that you're gonna have to at times deal with certain people, right? Usually in work scenarios, as you're trying to grow in your career, it's not going to be perfect. And so don't just quit figure out how to get right. to that point in the video game. But mm -hmm. in your personal life, that's where you can't have it because right. your professional life is where you're going to grow. And like, and you, and you can't control always your professional life, especially when you're young, you've yeah. got to, you've got to earn your bones and you know, that's just kind of comes along and, and listen, I know this is going to sound very 20th century, but like, if it makes money, it makes sense for some of the crap you might have to put up with early on. But then in your personal life, that's what you can control. Mm, exactly. Thank you, Kevin. You're bringing us back to what we can control and what we can't control. And so I think that's a really important distinction because um, it becomes a little snowflake when you think everything's just going to be roses and rainbows and perfect. And I just get away from everybody and I'll be fine. It's not that. There are just places where you can't tolerate it. And yeah. I really believe it's in your inner circle and in your personal life, because that's where you're vulnerable and they're going to hurt you the most. And that sets you up for poor boundaries in the workplace. I know I've done it. Yeah. There's that too. So, I think also just like it gets, it chips away at you. And this is when you start being unhappy and consuming. And I'll always mm -hmm. tell Kelsey and Pooja, this Maria and all the staff members, even at AfterBuzz, at some point you get so unhappy with your personal life. Don't be surprised if you start blaming your professional life when it's really your personal life. You're blaming your boss. You're blaming your job. You're blaming, and like, no, 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 back up, back up. And I, often I say this, Maria, what people, what's the best thing in their life is usually the worst thing. And what's the worst thing is usually the best thing. But they'll go blame the job and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, but let me look around you. Let me look where you live, how you're living, who's around you, how you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I think like, you know, Marianne, touch, because I think a lot of people, one thing you said before is, you know, with Alyssa, that's a great example of a best friend who was amazing. But let's say that Alyssa was bringing you down in some way, shape or form. Well, I will say for myself, I have somebody in my life that's as close to me as Alyssa is to you. And you know this, Maria. And that person came out um, to uh, a party. I was excited to have him come to a party out here because I love sharing kind of my friends out here and my success out here with people from my past. And I was just so excited to see him. And literally within the first, it was great. The first hour was so nice, but by hour two, just toxicity and really like negative, negative, not jealous of this person, but just you pointing all the, the negatives in you personally. Yes. You tolerate this. You allow this person in your life. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? It's just, I'm like, wait, I just want, I just wanted to have a nice weekend. I've had a really hard two years. And, and, you know, in this case, I got really sad, but I withdrew from the person. And I said to myself, we're always going to be brothers. That's never going to change. God forbid there's an emergency. I will always be there, but I'm not going to have this kind of proximity anymore. You know, and I think a lot of people, you don't, you can still love them. You don't need the proximity. It can be texts. It can be free phone calls, but you don't have to bring them into your world. Now, it was a happy ending here because I shifted. You shifted, yep. And then this person shifted and it's like, oh, and said, oh my God. I'm really sorry. Like three you, times, apologize yeah. three times, and and meant it. And since and this is a case where the person was sincere and was like, "I just my ego's in the way, and I have a lot going on, but I don't want to make you feel sad. You've done amazing. What you've been through and what you continue to always accomplish, and it ended up being wonderful. And but, it's a great example. Oh, go ahead. But if it wasn't love and light, his way. I'll always love him. Distance. Always, we're always brothers. I will always be there for him, but I will not be, would not be giving him physical proximity in that way. I might go meet him at his house for coffee for like 20 minutes. If I can carve that out and I know I'm, I'm protecting my energy, but if he was going to keep that up, there's no way I was going to bring that in to my world anymore, but without hatred or without anger or without a divorce. It's like getting the flu. If you know someone's going to give you the flu and you're going to be taken out for days, like, are you going to want to hang out with them? (laughs) This person is not somebody who likes to apologize. This person saw, felt, heard everything in their body, saw this massive boundary go up and they reacted so quickly. Why? Because they actually cared. They actually loved And they were able to quickly self-reflect and see their issue in this and that they were just projecting and valued the friendship enough to have the the courage to apologize. Um, And and that's a a scenario where you can say, okay, I got it. You don't need to be cut off. Um, You adjusted to my boundaries. This person isn't changing. This person is gonna still be negative in other scenarios. 
Right. Now this person knows not to do it with him anymore. And that's just enough when you've had a long-standing relationship with somebody and you really don't want to lose them and you see a lot of good in them. Um, that's a good example. But I think Pusha for you, cause you are young, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to see how hard it's going to be, um, depending on how serious you take your career. Right. And not everybody is supposed to like go balls to the wall. Everyone wants different things. You might want to get married, have kids and have like a simple, a simpler life than just like, so career focused, who knows, but it's not always just career that they're going to be jealous of. Mm -hmm. You have a great relationship or you have beautiful, great, amazing kids and they're healthy and they're going to be, there's always something to be jealous of. Mm -hmm. And so you have to guard the gates of your life and health and wellness very carefully with who you're going to have around and not just tolerating people because you feel guilty. It's really looking at it like you're the CEO of your personal life. Like, is this a good thing for my life or is this not? And if it isn't having the courage to step away, step aside, distance, cut, whatever is the the necessary action for that. Remember too what our friend, our old friend Randall used to say, Maria, we're always hoeing our garden. We're always tending to our garden. Mm-hmm. And that what he meant was we're always turning up the soil. We're always picking the weeds, you know, so new flowers can grow. So I, I think... It doesn't mean we're always going to be dumping friends and meeting new friends. It's just that we're always going to say, hey, th- maybe I'm now different from this person. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we've had our run. Um, and you know what I like with what you were saying too, Kev? And Marie, you said this earlier also after um, I mentioned like my friend situation. It's like, you don't ice the people. Kev, you gave like, you put up a boundary and like you said, with love and light, but you put up a boundary with love and light and that allows the other person to change versus, you know, you put it up and you're, you ice them or you're rude about it. And that typically results in like anger and just nasty stuff. But if you put it up with, let put the boundary up with love and light, there shouldn't be guilt on you, right? You're just, I'm still right. sending them love. Just send, send it from a good way. Exactly, and, yeah. And But I think the the one thing that's really hard to overcome, guys, is the green-eyed monster, as they say, jealousy. Yeah. It's really hard if if it's based on jealousy. That's the that's the one that is a, I, I really think is a no-no and you got to get away because that just brings too much darkness. Mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there's other people who are just negative. They're in a bad mood all the time, or they always have problems or, and I think those are the people that can learn to pivot. All right, guys, I think that's enough for today. I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, please share it with a friend. As always, we're trying to grow this heel squad and you are a really important part um, because word travels fast when uh, when you're passionate about it. So please share with people that you know would be great in the SEAL squad. And in the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.